You are listening to The Manning Show with Ewan Manning. Your number one sports podcast starts now. Welcome to The Manning Show. This is Ewan. My name is Ewan. I'm going to take you on this uh, little bit, hopefully, of, an, of a journey on this podcast as I try and get my reps in on the microphone and, you know, learn the ways of sports broadcasting and podcasting. And I think this was a crucial step that I had to make. And, uh, you know, this is a step that I am making. So it's just going to be important for me to get reps in and build a brand through it. And, you know, just going to go through all of all of sports and going to really try and have a fun time with it. Maybe get some different guests on as this thing advances and uh, try and make it more of a daily thing. Try and enjoy it as well. But yeah, so we're going to get started. So I'm just going to explain how it's going to go because obviously if this is your first time listening. It's it's going to go a couple different ways. So we're going to have probably two segments. I want to have get into the news and I want to get in you know the the score update. So those are the two things that I want to get into. You want to get into the Manning updates and the news. So in that scenario, there's some things that I do want to talk about. Some of those things are like, I really want to go NHL, Oilers, especially Oilers, NFL, really all NFL. Obviously, my favorite team is the Rams. Um, that's obviously huge. And then, you know, I'm not a huge NBA, get into a little bit of NBA maybe, MLB for sure, Blue Jays, all that stuff. I just like mixing around, going through all the updates, but really focus on Oilers, Oilers stuff, and get into some NFL on the side. Maybe devote a show a week to do NFL fantasy stuff, and then the rest do some Oilers stuff. This is just some more important things that I want to get into, and I want to have kind of a main focus on what I want to do. And I think it's it's important. It's important to kind of focus on one thing and see how it goes from there. So on that note, I want to get into this Oilers stuff because it's been so far, by the way, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, hope everyone's enjoying their holidays. It's been wild. It's been a wild year to start the year for Oilers fans. Me, myself, you know, watching it, it's been really frustrating. They are very, very up and down, you know, starting... Starting 2-11 and 11 and really not getting, just struggling to start off the gate. Nothing was going right. McDavid's not scoring, wasn't getting any depth scoring, goaltending wasn't great, defense was awful. Getting rid of Campbell, I mean, sending Campbell down to the minors, then getting rid of Woodcroft. People had to pay their price for the start. And then we bring in Chris Knobloch, Paul Coffey kind of t- takes a spot on the bench, which is controversial, to, to put it in... Retrospect, they had to, someone had to pay the price for this this terrible start, and nothing was going right. A move was needed to be made, whether you liked Woodcroft or not. Unfortunately, it was probably the only thing that they could do. It's it's too bad in sports where it just goes to, hey, uh, things are going poorly. Fire the coach, and you know, it probably wasn't entirely Woodcroft's fault, but. Someone needs to take the blame, and the coach goes down first, and it's just the way it goes, I guess, and it's rough. But I thought they responded well with Knobloch obviously going on their eight-game win streak, and uh, they they played really well during that. Bouchard heat, heated up. McDavid looked incredible like normal. Drysaddle looked pretty good. 
Scanner was a lot better. The D was night and day. It was it was so much better. Nurse has been playing better. So that stretch was good. And then I went to the Tampa Bay game, and they just got goalied, right? So that they got they outplayed Tampa the entire game. Vasilevsky is the difference. It was unbelievable. Skinner didn't play well. It was an unbelievable game, and it just shows you how good Vasilevsky actually is and why he's, in my opinion, the best goalie in the world. So you go through that game, and then you lose your next two, not really putting in much effort, and then you come in and... Uh, put up a good effort against the Devils, which is a tough game, and the Rangers. So you beat the Devils and the Rangers after losing to the Islanders, Panthers, and Lightning. And then obviously you beat Bedsy before that. So it was just two huge wins. And in this game against the Rangers, you saw a lot of depth scoring. Fogel came in on the board. McLeod came in on the board. You know, you had Kane and Hyman score. McDavid only had one point. Drysdale didn't even get a point in the game. Skinner had a 91.2 save percentage, or 912 save percentage. You know, it was just a really solid game overall for, for the team, and it was it was needed. It was definitely needed for the team. Um, obviously, the power play, the power play did go 0 for 2 that night. Not being able to put something in the net was was rough, but this was a big stepping stone and a big win against probably the hot hot Rangers team who really have been good all season and have a really good team. Jonathan Quick getting his first regular season, well, yeah, I guess regular season uh, regulation loss. The Oilers were at the hands of it, and it was just a really solid game for the Edmonton Oilers, and they look to be back, obviously, on this break. I'm recording this on Tuesday, December 26th. The Oilers play next on Thursday, December 28th against the San Jose Sharks. That should be a very winnable game. Should be a blowout in my mind, obviously. Not being able to win that game would be, I think, not good for the Edmonton Oilers, and it wouldn't be fun at all for the team and the fans. You have to win this game. It's... It's just crucial. It's a crucial game, and you're not going to play the Sharks every night. Then you play the Kings on the Saturday, December 30th, and then the doubleheader, they play the Ducks the next night, which should be another very winnable game. Obviously, this is an interesting road trip, to say the least. Sharks, you know, you're down in Cali here. Sharks is a winnable game. Oilers obviously lost to them last time, and that probably was the day that caused the Woodcroft firing, didn't be able to, weren't able to figure it out then, so that was their last meeting, losing 3-2, to two and just being in the depths, darks of the Oilers, and it's something in my generation that I haven't really, like, watched, when I watch the Oilers, it's, when I really watch the Oilers, like, I watched them young, when I was young, but I haven't seen them be really, really stinky, and that was probably the worst I've ever seen them. They were worse than 2014-2015 Oilers, just really long time ago, and that was crucial. A crucial game for the Edmonton Oilers that ended up in a loss and a Woodcroft firing. So since then, I think the Oilers, the New York game was great. Now we got to focus and try, because we're still not out of it. We're still not 
well, we're still not in playoff contention. We still haven't. I wouldn't call us a playoff team right now. It, by the way, that we're just jumping around. We're five. We're fifteen and fifteen and one. Thirteenth in the Western. Still got a long way to go. We are seven and three in our last ten. Obviously, two of the, three of those: Tampa, Florida, and unfortunately, New York Islanders, which was not a good game at all. So, the Edmonton Oilers going to be playing. I'm expecting Skinner to start against the San Jose Sharks, which is a winnable game. So, we'll see what ends up happening then. I will be interested to see if Gagne is in the lineup then, because they said it is a short lineup. Um, He's questionable for the game. And it'll be interesting, Dylan Holloway might get back in the lineup here eventually as he returns from his injury. They're saying it was going to be after this break. I'm going to be interested to see if he's back in the lineup maybe later, later in the break. So, in terms of the situation with Connor Brown, he is going to be in the lineup if Gagne is in the lineup. If Gagne is in the lineup, I don't know why do you have why would you have him in there. It doesn't make sense to have Connor Brown and Sam Gagne in the lineup. You know, Adam Ernie definitely earned his uh, his spot there, scoring that goal and assist. I think you have to you have to leave him in. You have to send Connor Brown a message, and until he figures it out, you know he's got to take advantage of his opportunity. He had an opportunity the other night to try and, you know, take his spot back, and no produce. Like, you have to find ways in this league to score goals, and if you're not gonna put up points and do what the expectations are, things don't go well for you, and that's just the way it goes, right? So. In terms, you know, he had one shot on goal that night. So it's just, he wasn't great. Was not great at all. And they got to find a way to get him. They got to find a way to get right depth scoring. You know, it's going to take some time, but we will see how that happens. We'll take a break and we'll get into the news. The news. The news, the news for the day, the Rams cut Daryl Henderson and they add some long snapper from the XFL. That's the Rams news for the day today. Sean McVay wanted to address the the long snapping situation, so they come and bring in a long snapper, cut Daryl Henderson, which is obviously sad him being winning the Super Bowl with the Rams. They cut him. That is your Rams news for the day. Getting into uh, Team Canada in the World Juniors. Macklin Salbrini does score. They beat Finland of a score 5-2. to two. Just a really, you know, solid opening performance from the team. There is a lot of different questions on this team. Defense looked like it was an issue. Goaltending looked like it was an issue. I'm going to be really interested to see how this plays out. That game was at 
They play on December 27th, which is tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. against Latvia. That should be a very, very winnable game. This tournament is going to be definitely very interesting. That is some kind of key points of that. Some NFL news today. Aaron Rodgers, people are calling him selfish because there's a guy that got cut on the Jets because Aaron Rodgers got activated from the IR just to practice. And this guy got cut, and people were calling him selfish. He ripped into the critics, basically saying that, quote, the Jets wanted me to come back and play. It wasn't his his thing that he said. I don't know if that's true, but... That's just what he's saying. So that's kind of some NFL news for today. And interesting how that will play out. TJ Hawkinson's out for season with an MCL injury. A huge injury for people's fantasy teams. Maybe going into finals after he did get injured on Sunday's contest against the Lions where they suffered a 30-24 to defeat. One other piece of news for the Blue Jays, they sign Kevin Kiermeyer to a one-year $10.5 million deal, and the thing that Jays fans are questioning is, does this mean we're not getting Cody Bellinger? So, to put a timeline on this, Blue Jays chasing Shohei. Now they're in trade talks with Juan Soto. They don't get either. Juan Soto gets traded to the Yankees, because the Blue Jays are all in on Shohei. Shohei goes to the Dodgers. That was the plan all the time. Definitely take too long to explain. It's definitely a long story for Shohei. And they're in on Cody Ballinger because they need something to happen. They need to get bats. It's it's clear as day. They bring back Kevin Kiermaier, which I don't mind. But does this mean that they're not getting another outfielder and they're out on Cody Ballinger because his price is too high? Even though they are rumored to be in on him, he isn't expecting to make his decision for a while. For another month. So... He's in no rush to make this decision. They're just... I don't think the Blue Jays are going to overpay for him. I really don't. Just because he has a boom year doesn't mean he's going to come in here and play all that well. He's not going to be a huge upgrade if he doesn't play how he did last year, which is what people are assuming that he's going to do. He's not going to hit 307 with 40 dingers or whatever he had. It's just not... It doesn't. It's not going to happen. What we need to see is another solid bat that can come in and really hit. And uh, we can rely less on Bo, Bo and Vlad and kind of give Vladdy that time as we've seen him kind of grow. So that's our news for the day. We're going to get into our score updates and then we will leave it at that. We'll be right back for the score. The score update, the Ravens smoked the 49ers, take a victory of 33-19 against the 49ers on Monday night. The Raiders upset the Chiefs 20-14 as the Chiefs' magic and dynasty does not look like much of a dynasty, to be honest. The Eagles take down the Giants, a little closer game than expected, 33-25 as the Eagles move up to 11-4 and four after dropping three straight games. 
The Thursday night game is the Jets taking the Browns, taking on the Browns at 6-15. Browns are 10-5, obviously winning last week, and the Jets are 6-9. Our NHL updates, the next games are on Wednesday. The Jacks host the Devils. The Caps play the Rangers at 5. The Panthers play the Lightning at 5. The Senators and the Leafs play at 5. The Bruins and the Sabres play at 5.30. The Penguins take on the Islanders. Little rivalry game, 5.30. Red Wings in the Wild at 6. Hurricanes and the Preds at 6. Stars and the Blues at 6. Abs and the Coyotes at 7. Jets and Bedsy. Just kidding. Jets and the Hawks, 7. Kraken take on the Flames, 7.30. And the Golden Knights, the Ducks at 8. And the Sharks take on the Kings in a little California battle at 8 o'clock. M-S-T. In terms of the NBA, on Wednesday, the 27th, the Bucks will take on the Nets at 5.30. The 76ers take on the Magic. The Raptors and the Wizards at 5. The Wizards, obviously, 5-24. and 24. Raptors, 11-18. and 18, Have not been playing well recently. Suns and the Rockets at 6. Knicks and the Thunder at 6, which is a, a good game. The Cavs and the Mavs at 6 30. For the bowl games today, Kansas obviously takes down UNLV 49 to 36. Minnesota takes down BGSU 30 to 24. Texas State beats Rice 45-21. The Oilers are not in action until Thursday at 8:30 against the Sharks. As they go on their little road trip here in Cali. Just some some big important games for the Edmonton Oilers coming up. And it's going to be interesting to see how that falls through. In terms of the World Juniors, Canada defeats Finland in their opener today. Taking a victory 5-2. to two. Their next games are against Latvia at 11.30 on Wednesday, Friday, 11.30 against Sweden, and Sunday, 11.30 against Germany. So all those very winnable games, an easier group for Canada. That's it for the score update. We will be back for the score update tomorrow. So obviously Canada, this has been really exciting. Um, Updates as New Year's comes around, I always think of you know, we got our semifinals for college football playoffs and the World Juniors on in this type of break. And we got some football. You know, this is definitely for sports. And, you know, now there's certain things going on that are really interesting to watch. And I'm really excited to see how it plays out. Some of these World Junior games are going to be entertaining. I'm going to be interested to see how Canada does during the World Juniors. And we'll see how some of the people saying... Things aren't good enough. Canada's not going to win. Not going to three-peat. See how it ends up happening. We'll be back tomorrow. This is obviously our first episode, so we got a lot of things to improve on. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll record an episode tomorrow. Hopefully get it out on the 27th. I'm Ewan Manning. This is The Manning Show. Thanks for listening to The Manning Show. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore Manning Show and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at
that's you and Nanny97. Thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow. Have a good day.